My name is Riley Murtha, and I am a mindset, self-love, and personal development coach, and also your host. This is Life and Shit, the podcast, where we discuss anything and everything. My intention with this podcast is simple, to create authentic, raw, real, relatable, all-encompassing conversations about life that offer unique perspectives around what it means to live well, what it means to truly feel good, and how we can achieve these things. So thank you so much for being here, and let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to another episode. Thanks for being here. I am excited to talk about this topic with you guys today. And it's kind of crazy that we've never really fully, intentionally, specifically addressed this one. So today we are talking all about self-love, baby. Um, I live in a new neighborhood now, and there's a lot of construction, a lot of houses being built around this area. So hopefully there's not too much hammering and banging going on in the background, but that's life. That's life and shit. (laughs) So today I want to really dive into what is self-love because obviously my entire business and my entire life really is centered around this idea and this concept, but it was probably about six months ago when I was doing um, a little like interview with someone and they were like, so what is self-love? And it kind of caught me off guard because I hadn't redefined it for myself in a long time. And it's some one of those like buzzwords. It's one of those things, especially for me, that I'm talking about all of the time. And it's like, but wait, what does that even mean? So it must have been more than six months ago, probably more like a year ago. So what is self-love? I think that it gets a really fluffy, like rainbows and unicorns, um, kind of definition or perception in media and just in the the general the eyes of the general public um but in my opinion self-love is not that at all (laughs) self-love is like messy self-love is is chaotic self-love is like getting below the surface and being honest with yourself and like looking at the shit that you don't want to look at in the name of growth and healing. Like that's real self-love. When you can show up for yourself and call yourself out on your shit, that's self-loving. So I thought it would be a great idea on this episode to tell you guys a little bit about this self-love framework that I've created. And my self-love framework is based around the five pillars of self-love. And this is something that I created actually working with people. This is not something that I came up with and then decided I was going to start teaching. This is something that is unique to my business. (laughs) I've had some people be like, oh, I learned this somewhere else. I'm like, have you? Because (laughs) I made this up. Um, But that's cool. That's a compliment. I'll take it. But the self-love framework is something that I developed through working with people. These are gaps that I was identifying. These are patterns um, for deficiencies in our relationship with ourselves. And it became clear to me that if we put our energy into cultivating these five pillars, everything changes. Like everything changes. 
And that to me is self-love. So I thought it would be cool to walk you guys through this framework and have a little discussion about what it really means to love yourself and how you can start to cultivate some of this within your relationship to self. For me personally, my previous relationship to self, I would say if we rewind it here, like even like five, six years, but if you were going to take it back further than that, like 10 years to my early 20s, my relationship with self was destruction. It was so, it was a war zone. Like it was so toxic. I didn't know myself at all let alone love myself. And that's a whole nother part of the conversation. That's also something that I help my clients achieve is like, who the fuck are you outside of who everyone else is telling you that you should be? Authenticity is my number one core value in life and in business. So we actually need to spend some quality time and invest some energy into learning who we really are and what that means, and what are our values, and what do we love, and what do we not love, right? And living in accordance with that. So my previous relationship to self, like in my early 20s, early to mid 20s, and even in my teen years, it was really unfortunate. I didn't know who I was. I didn't value myself. I didn't, I didn't have any real concept of self at all, other than me comparing myself to other people. I was very deeply insecure, even like into high school and like my school years, I felt very threatened and intimidated by other people. So I adopted the persona of a mean girl, just so lost, lost and confused. I would go after anyone who made me feel less than or not good enough. And that was completely my own issues. And I had no conscious awareness at that time that I was insecure or that I was hurting or that I felt this way. I genuinely thought I was the shit. (laughs) I had no idea that I was projecting. This is all post-reflection. These are all realizations that I've uncovered in adulthood through healing. On the exterior, as a teenager, I was tough and confident and had my shit together. But on the inside, I was so soft and I was hurting. Normally, the people who have that ice queen persona, tough guy persona, are the softest. And we have to develop those hard exteriors in order to cope. And being a mean girl is definitely not something that I'm proud of, but I do have compassion for myself and I have understanding into the fact that I had to wear that mask to feel okay. And I see that for what it is now was me being so insecure that I had to protect my ego in any way that I knew how. And the best way that I knew how at that time was to tear other people down. And of course that sits so uncomfortably for me now. And I've gone out of my way to like reach out to certain people and like make amends to the best of my ability and apologize genuinely because this version of me, who I am today, the very last thing that I would ever want is to cause someone else pain or hurt them. And I also have compassion for myself knowing that I was doing my best in those situations and that I was a hurt person trying to hurt other people. We all know that, right? It's only people who are very 
miserable and uncomfortable in their own experience who are going to try and create suffering for others. So unfortunately, I can relate to that. And I know the consequences of having a shitty relationship with yourself. And it will lead you into all kinds of bullshit. You will be I don't like the term bad person, but like that version of myself is not a version of myself that I am proud of. And that is not a reflection of who I truly am. That was a coping mechanism for me based on my lack of self-love. This, we see this everywhere all the time. I always say that insecurity is the root of all evil because secure people who are doing well internally are not out creating problems for other people. They're not doing weird shit, right? Like a a good example of this, um, like a pop culture reference, something that happened recently is Scandaval, right? The whole thing's a fucking mess. (laughs) But if we look specifically at Raquel, like as much as I want to despise her and just be disgusted by the whole thing, which I am, at the same time, all I can see is someone who has no relationship with themselves. This girl has no idea who she is. She has no concept of self. She has no self-worth. Her only means of like feeling worthy is external validation and competition, right? Being raised in a pageant world is so fucking self-destructive to every single one of these pillars that we are going to talk about on this episode. And you'll see how we talk about each pillar. We will talk about like what happens when they're strong and also what happens when they're weak. So we can think about that using that kind of real life example. You can see how someone who doesn't know themselves, doesn't value themselves, doesn't have that foundation would be more likely to do something that horrible. And we've seen similar situations play out in the real world as well. And if you're not familiar with Vanderpump Rules and you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, it's essentially that case of someone got cheated on, their partner cheating on them with their best friend. And this huge like deceit and betrayal, like months and months and months of lying and bullshit. And I've seen this play out in real life as well. And it's always like, how could somebody do that? And the only way, the only way someone could do that is if they were really, really, really fucking insecure. And they have a really bad relationship with themselves and they perceive themselves really poorly. Someone who has, you know, knows who they are, has strong values, knows their worth, could never, would never, right? So I want to walk you guys through these five pillars of self-love. This is all my own personal opinion about what self-love is made up of. And I always say that self-love is like, this framework is like a round table with five legs. And if one leg is kind of janky and shitty... The whole thing is going to be affected. The whole system is going to be unwell, right? And if one leg is missing, the whole thing's fucked. So we need to understand these pillars individually because they're very important in and of themselves. But we also need to understand the relationship that these five pillars have amongst themselves. Okay, you ready? (laughs) So the first pillar is the foundation for everything, which is self-worth. We've heard this term a lot in our lives, probably. Um, 
And my, the first thing that I always like to say about self-worth is that your self-worth doesn't fluctuate. Your self-worth is not something that um, increases and decreases. Your self-worth stays the same from the moment that you were born. I guess I should say your worth stays the same from the moment that you're born until the moment that you leave this existence and beyond, right? Like we know the innate worthiness that the fact that a baby deserves care and deserves love and deserves to be looked after. Nobody has to explain that to anybody. Even in nature, animals just get it, right? We know that this life is valuable. We know that they deserve to be protected, loved, and cared for. You have that same worth. That has never changed. That does that never fluctuates. What does fluctuate is your perception of your worth right? Which is your self-esteem. Your self-esteem becomes damaged through the course of our lives, through the trauma, through the whatever, through all of it. We suffer blows to our self-esteem and sometimes we perceive that as our self-worth, but your self-worth stays. Your worth never changes. But when you start to believe that your worth is less, your self-worth is damaged, you are going to fall into patterns of self-sabotage because you no longer believe that you are worthy of good things. You no longer believe that you are worthy of love. You no longer believe that you are worthy of the highest levels of wellness and abundance and success, right? So we need to cultivate, rediscover. It's not even cultivate, it's recultivating, reconnecting, rediscover that worth that you were born with, that's never actually gone anywhere. And that's the beauty of this work is you peel back the layers. You peel back the layers of the bullshit that society has put on you that has disconnected you from your truth. This work is not becoming someone new. This work is actually returning to who you've always been. And that worth has always been there. So we need to take a look at what's been covering that up. What has been eating that up? What has been affecting that and deteriorating that in your mind? Because that's an illusion. Your worth has always been there. So we just have to reconnect to it. Okay, so that's pillar one. And without pillar one, without self-worth, nothing else can really exist or sustainably exist. So pillar two is self-trust. And this is one of my favorite conversations because self-trust is so important. I describe self-trust as your ability to keep promises to yourself. Self-trust is the integrity in your relationship with yourself. But your, uh, your self-trust is also your ability to live in alignment with your intuition, to hear and honor your intuition. Like Self-trust is your ability to self-validate, to validate your own experience right? We need to be able to trust ourselves in decision-making and in navigating ourselves in our life. And what happens with self-trust is we get stuck in this cycle where we are making promises to ourselves and breaking promises to ourselves, And we never really complete the cycle. We never really get to where we're going because we start self-sabotaging or we get distracted or defeated or whatever it is. And honestly, a big part of that problem is we're just either not setting the right goals or we're not setting them in the right way. We set goals that are too big, which causes us to fall short. 
which damages the self-trust, which puts us back to the starting point with less belief in ourselves. So it's so important that you recognize where your self-trust is at and every single decision that you're making in your day-to-day life is either building or destroying it. Down to, are you getting up when your alarm goes off? Are you going to the gym when you say you're going to the gym? Are you cleaning up when you say you're going to clean up? Like we have this amazing way of being like, oh, it doesn't really matter, right? And discounting ourselves and blowing ourselves off. But you have to externalize this relationship that you have because it's not just you and you in this moment. This relationship is you right now, your inner child, your future self, and every version of you that has existed between all of these all of these versions, right? Every version of you. And so every time that you keep a promise to yourself, all of those versions take a step closer together and become more cohesive. You are more connected to your inner self. You are more connected to your future self, your inner child and your future self is what I'm trying to say. And every time you break a promise, you become less cohesive. You take a step further apart. This is not just about you in this moment. You have to get out of that way of thinking where everything is so small picture and just about right now. There is so much more. There are so many other versions of you that are relying on you here. So we need to intentionally cultivate this ability to show up for ourselves. And you've got to start small. I teach my clients this. I have a very simple method that we use to start to intentionally build back trust. And it all comes down to just baby steps and consistency. You have to choose actions that you can do that are so simple. And it's about showing up for yourself. It's not about the action itself. If you don't trust yourself, you cannot be in control of your life. You are going to feel completely out of control, completely disempowered, and just like a victim of circumstance. So this is a really, really important pillar. Pillar number three. This is, they're all so important. I'm going to say that about every single one, I guess. Self-compassion. So what is self-compassion? You may or may not have heard of this concept. You probably are familiar with the idea of compassion generally towards other people. So self-compassion is the ability for you to be kind, patient, and loving towards yourself in the way that you speak and in the way that you think. I'll say that again. In the way that you speak and in the way that you think towards yourself. And so that's where the challenge exists because so much of our cognition is subconscious. You don't realize how nasty you're being to yourself, how emotionally abusive you're being to yourself a lot of the time, right? We need to have a safe, healthy inner world. If you don't have a safe, healthy inner world, if you don't have a place to explore where it's safe to make mistakes and get messy, how can you evolve? I like to use a metaphor of like a playpen and you have to create this playpen for yourself and you have to intentionally make sure that you're supporting yourself in this way where it's like if you trip and fall, it's like no problem. Good for you for trying. Good for you for showing up, right? We have to learn to treat ourselves with the same love and respect that we treat our best friend or our children or our nieces nephews whatever like when you think about an innocent little like newborn baby or like the cutest animal that you can think of you know that softening that happens and you just feel like you turn into jelly and it's like oh my god so cute that's the feeling that you need to have toward yourself 
this is this comes down to neuroscience. If you are a driven person with goals for your future and goals for your personal development and your growth and your healing, which I assume that you are because you're listening to this, this is a skill you have to master because you cannot beat yourself up. You cannot shame yourself. You cannot put yourself in a shame spiral or guilt yourself to death because every time you do that, your learning centers of the brain actually shut down. Your brain cannot learn and be in shame and guilt at the same time. So every time you shit on yourself for doing something, you lose the opportunity to learn from that experience. And you're going to perpetuate that and you're going to repeat that. I learned this from a really great book um, by a really great author named Shauna Shapiro. And her book is called Good Morning, I Love You. And that book is all about self-compassion. So it becomes so important that you are your best friend. You need to be your own cheerleader. And no, you can't you can't do this perfectly 100% of the time because that's just being human. But can you show up for yourself 1% better every day, every time? Can you be a little more patient? Can you be a little more supportive? Can you be a little bit kinder and encourage yourself the way that you would encourage someone else? It's so much easier to preach it than to live it, but we need to create this this healthy space. Not only will it allow you to grow, but that quality of your relationship with yourself is going to dictate and set the set the bar for your other relationships in your life. If you are allowing other people to talk down on you, it's probably because you're used to hearing that from yourself. If you had a beautiful relationship with yourself and you only spoke supporting loving words, as soon as someone were to speak in a degrading way to you, you would be like, absolutely not. So we need to raise the bar. We need to be more careful and intentional with how we're thinking about ourselves and how we're speaking about ourselves. And that goes for jokes too. Quit joking at your own expense. Self-deprecating humor is not the vibe. It's not cute. And it actually is really negatively affecting you because your brain does not know the difference between what's a joke and what's real. Your subconscious is absorbing every little thing and filing it away into your filing cabinet of your mind regardless. So get intentional and protective about how you speak about yourself. And there will be so much positive change that comes from that. Okay, so should we recap? We've done three out of five. We've talked about self-worth. We've talked about self-trust. And we've talked about self-compassion. So next, we are looking at pillar number four, which is self-assurance. Self-assurance. What does that mean? It means that you are sure of yourself. It means you understand on a soul level that you are capable of doing big things, amazing things. The opposite of self-assurance is self-doubt. So if you experience a lot of self-doubt, you need to work on your self-assurance. And when we think about this from like an energetics perspective, your solar plexus chakra, which is like right above your belly button, like inside your rib cage, is your, this is where this power lives. This is the energy center of your personal power. Like when do you feel powerful in your life? How can you be, I mean, this is confidence, right? Like we're, we're speaking about confidence. So if you want to cultivate confidence, this is where you got to work. 
in that chakra and on this pillar. You need to learn how to become a more self-assured version of yourself. And this also ties into validating your own experience. But you can start to see the relationship between these filters here. Because if your self-trust is low, how can your self-assurance be high? right? How can you believe that you can do good things if every single day you're showing up in your life in a way that is damaging your self-trust? So your self-assurance helps you to move the needle in your life. It helps you to take control back and get back into the driver's seat and be like, you know what? I can do this, actually. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can achieve anything. Like whatever your big goal is right now, like your big dream, that's possible for you. And so is like three levels on top of that. Like your potential is unlimited. Do you get that? Like there is no limit to what you can do, create and achieve in this lifetime. The only thing that's stopping you is your own mindset. Trust me. Everything you want is available to you and then some. And this comes down to your self-assurance. This is self-love. This is self-love because if you do not believe in yourself, you cannot create a life that has any meaning or that is soul aligned for you in any way. You need to believe that you can do what you're here to do. And this ties us right in so beautifully into our last pillar, which is my favorite pillar. Based on what I said earlier about authenticity being my number one core value, Number five is radical self-acceptance. And guess what? This is the easiest fucking one because all you have to do is understand. Listen to me. There ain't, there is, there ain't, there is nothing wrong with you. Okay? There is no part of you that needs to be hidden. There is no part of you that needs to be changed. There is no part of you that needs to be quieted down or dulled down. You are exactly who you're meant to be. There is so much freedom in this. Like you need to need need to understand this. You don't need to change who you are in order to be seen, in order to be loved, in order to be valued, respected. Like the more you can go through this unraveling and shedding the layers of all the societal bullshit, all of the norms and all of the conditioning about, oh, you better look like this. You better live a life that looks like that. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to fit in. You got to like, fuck all that. Okay. Everything that you know in your soul is true. And now you can see how this self-acceptance is also connecting back into your self-trust. You need to be able to know what's true, what is true for you and what is not. Your radical self-acceptance is your ability to live fully. Your ability to live fully relies on this. And now we're talking about the shadow, right? We are talking about the shadow self. The shadow self is a version of you that is constructed through the process of life, we, from a, such a young age, we start to develop these understandings of what is right and what was wrong. We, we develop almost these equations in our mind of like, this equals cool, this equals uncool, this equals hot, this equals unhot. And we start to try and mold ourselves and shapeshift ourselves into this version of ourselves that we think is going to be the best received by society or best received by you know, employers or men or whatever it is, whatever game we're playing that day. And that is a false 
way to live. If you're living your life in a way where you're constantly having to switch masks and I'm this person over here and I'm this person over here and today I'm this person and no, like that's exhausting and that's no way to fucking live. That sucks. I've done it and I know that it sucks. And there's so much freedom and liberation in dropping all the masks and inviting all of those pieces of your shadow to come exist with you in your day-to-day life. You have to integrate the shadow if you want to live a good life and you want to feel good in your existence. It sucks. It sucks so bad to have this shadow following you around and you're always trying to hide it and suppress it and neglect it and make sure nobody knows about it. I've done it. And I've also now lived on the other side where I try my best to bring all of those pieces of myself into the light, to integrate them and to become whole. And this is an ongoing process. This is not something where it's like, check, done. We are doing this all of the time. That's what this work is about. So the pieces of you that you have the hardest time accepting, the pieces of you that you are the most ashamed of, those are the pieces of you that need love the most. This is self-love. It's not just loving the version of you that you think is cool and aesthetic on your Instagram feed. It's fucking all of you. Take the filter off and start showing up in a way that reflects actual real self-love and free yourself, free yourself from this idea that you can only be one or two certain ways. It's complete nonsense. And it's so exhausting and so soul-sucking. Okay, that's my rant. Might not be done. We'll see. So we've talked about self-worth, self-compassion, self-trust, self-assurance, and radical self-acceptance. And one other thing that I want to mention around the idea of self-compassion, just the way that self-acceptance is shadow work, self-compassion is inner child work. And we did mention the inner child briefly when we were talking about self-trust, which is also relevant. I mean, your inner child is relevant to all of these. But when you think about the idea of compassion and you think about how you typically speak about yourself and how you think about yourself and how you perceive yourself, think about your inner child. Think about a version of you that is two years old, full of life, so innocent, so pure. And imagine ever saying some of the shit that you say about yourself, about that person, because that's you, right? That is you. So you need to respect yourself. You need to hold yourself to a higher standard in how you are treating yourself. This is about building a relationship with yourself. These five pillars come together to create a foundation for you to have the most beautiful relationship in your life. This should be the number one priority relationship in your life because it dictates your ability to give love and to receive love. And if this relationship sucks, all of your relationships will suck. They will, because you are going to be projecting onto those relationships, all of these deficiencies and all of these gaps. And you're not only that, but you're going to feel bad about yourself. So you're going to be entering relationship, looking for somebody to fix you and to meet your needs. And that's where codependency comes from. Conscious relationship, on the other hand, is knowing who you are, knowing your journey, doing your work to become the most whole and healed version of you and then entering partnership as that whole healed version of you. From that place, you can attract someone who actually complements your life, who actually enriches you and uplifts you instead of entering those nasty codependent relationships where you become completely enmeshed, and that's where we lose ourselves. This is the most important work in the world. 
Like I am willing to die on a hill for this one. This is the most important thing you can do for yourself. And I say this all the time, but like this investment is the best investment you can make. Hiring someone to show you the ropes. You can't do this alone. You can't see your shadow by yourself. You need someone to help you build this foundation because we are too complex. Your mind is way too tricky for you to see all of this clearly. Self-sabotage is a two-man job. You need someone to help you connect the dots and see the traps that you're falling into that you cannot fully see. It's beautiful to go on a personal development journey by yourself, but you can only get so far. At some point, we all need people to call us on our shit and to help guide us when we're, we're getting lost in the fog. I've been there, and you can start to truly quantum leap when and make those huge changes and evolve into the next version of yourself. And a lot of the time that does require having a mentor or having a coach or having a really good therapist or having someone who is going to help you see what you can't see because your subconscious mind is so amazing, <laughs> but it requires guidance. It, requi- it requires a, a second set of eyes and someone to help you along the journey a lot of the time. That being said, you can use these five pillars and you can start to get really curious in your own life about what's missing for you in your relationship with yourself currently. Where are your deficiencies? Which of these five pillars are the shakiest? And you can start to build up on those on your own, or if you want help doing it, I would absolutely love to help you. This is what my entire business is built around, is building this foundation within amazing people so that you can transform the rest of your life. The outside can't transform until this transforms. You can't create sustainable change if you don't have this foundation. So I hope that this conversation has been insightful for you has given you something to think about. I hope it triggered you in some ways. I hope it got you excited about certain things or created some kind of clarity for you. That's what this is meant to do. The reason that this is a framework is because there's a strategy to this. You don't just get to wake up one day and go, okay, today I love myself, actually. It changed my mind. Like, I'm doing self-love now. No, man, this is hard work. I have clients that have worked with me for six months straight to build this foundation in themselves. And the results from them doing that are mind-blowing. I have clients all over the world living their dreams out. It's crazy when I stop and think about it. They are able to see what they're capable of and what they deserve, and they're able to go create that for themselves because they put in the time and energy building these pillars into their relationship with self. This should be what we learn in elementary school and every single year in school. Fuck math. Who needs math? We need this, right? Like this is so valuable. So please share this episode with someone who you feel like needs to hear this, who would benefit from this or find this interesting, like spread the love, do this work with yourself, sit down and do some journaling. I really, really encourage you to sit down and journal on this, write down the five pillars and do some brainstorming around what's working and what's missing for you. This framework will change your life. If you have any questions about this, please reach out. I absolutely love to talk about this. You can find me on Instagram. You can go to my website. You can send me an email, whatever, whatever, wherever I am here to discuss. And I just want you to understand that you deserve to have the most beautiful relationship with yourself. You deserve 
to be your own biggest cheerleader. You deserve to feel safe in your own presence. I honestly didn't for so long. I felt very unsafe in my own presence. I used to literally think about myself when I was in my 20s, my early 20s. I would get a lot of attention based on my appearance and I would literally sit there and think like, I feel like I'm rotten. Like I feel like I'm like look good on the outside, but I have nothing to offer on the inside. And that's a terrible way to feel. Like I'll tell you firsthand, that is excruciating. It's, it feels really, really bad. And now I feel the opposite. I could give a fuck about my physical appearance. And if you, or not you, but like when a man comes to me and they try and flatter me based on my physical appearance, I'm like, are you, are you serious, bro? Like I have way more to offer than what you can see. And if you can't see that, see you later. Like I, my self-worth is so strong. And it's such a beautiful testament to the fact that this works and that it's possible for anybody because I was in a really bad place for a lot of my life. And I was trying to feel better by partying, by hooking up with guys, by being shitty to other people and trying to tear other people down. And now that I'm in my own, you know, relationship with myself that's healthy and supportive and that feels good... Of course I'm not doing any of that shit. Why would I? It doesn't make any sense anymore. And that's the thing about this. This could be a whole nother nother conversation about what this does to you energetically. But really quickly, having a bad relationship with yourself means that you're in a low vibration place. Your frequency is low and you are attracting low vibration things into your life because that's how the law of attraction works. If you're spending your time in guilt, shame, jealousy, fear, anxiety, worry, anger, your vibration is low. Mine was. When I started to do this work, my vibration raised, my reality recalibrated accordingly, and that took years. My my life is obviously drastically different than it was. And some people aren't going to like that. You're going to lose friends, the whole thing, right? Like that's all normal. That's part of the process. But by learning to love yourself, you raise your vibration and you become a magnet for new opportunities, for blessings, for things that are actually abundant and what you're seeking. So there's a science to this too. There's an energetics to this. The sooner you can get started, the sooner you can understand this, the sooner you can start to implement it, the sooner your life will change. All right, that's what all I'm going to leave you with for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, send me a message. Let me know how you liked this episode, how, how it landed with you, how you're feeling, any thoughts, any questions you have. And please do me also a massive favor and take a moment to rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. Um, if you're on Spotify, give it a, a five-star rating. The more ratings we get, the more this these types of episodes will be able to find people who need them. So thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you sending you love and please reach out if you have any questions about any of this. Be kind to yourself this week.